is this brief mortal life, if not the pursuit of legacy? Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Westeros. This is Mike with my good friend Justin. Welcome, welcome. Hey, I'm saying welcome, welcome. Hello, Mike. It's glad to be back. All right, Justin, I have a question for you. You live in Westeros, and you get an invitation to a wedding. Are you going? Oh, absolutely not. I will politely um, decline that invite. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't. They don't go it off. They don't go it off that well. For every no. for every for every decent wedding we have, we have uh, probably two really ones that go south really quick. Yes. Or if I do go to a wedding, I will just definitely have like my own bodyguard protection. I'll definitely have some, um, I don't know, just like definitely extra, extra armor all around me. Um, just I check in. I don't, I, don't tr- I don't trust the food. I don't trust anything. But I'll definitely maybe I'll have some protection because it's always, always entertaining. Um, when you unless unless your name is Joffrey. Yes, never. If your name is Joffrey and you live in restaurants, just please do us all a favor and just do not go to any weddings at all. <laughs> it just will not turn out well for you. Yes, you. Yeah, we'll be reading about you in the um the dictionaries <laughs> the next morning. So this uh this was an episode. This was something. Episode five. Yes, and you know what? Each episode, to me, in my opinion. They're both all very unique, but it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier. And this previous episode, I mean, at the end of it, my mouth was already just down to the ground. I was just really shocked and speechless. I was disturbed, very, very disturbed. And yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was wild. That's all I can say is it's wild. Yeah, I mean, but, but I mean... It started off crazy. It sure did. With, uh, you know, we finally, you know, in typical Game of Thrones tradition, you see a character who you've only heard about. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Rhea Royce. And we finally get to meet Rhea Royce. And four minutes later, she's dead. She's dead. I liked her. That was so wild. Oh, man. I really, I really wish that they. I mean, just gave her like a few episodes, like showed her from like episode one, some scenes, because even within that short four minute scenes that we had of her, she definitely made an impression. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the fact that she obviously had heard the things that Damon had said about people in the veil. With the sheep. Know, with the sheep and everything. <laughs> oh, yes. She was, she was very blunt. She, she was a G. Can I just say that? She was a straight yeah. up G. And Damien, he, <laughs> you know what he is. And I've been throughout this whole week, I've been having multiple um discussions on with people about the episode, in particular with um Damien. And my response is that you know what? This man is crazy, he's out of his mind. But I respect that. Is that weird? I, I feel weird saying that. Like he has done some gruesome, some disrespectful stuff, but here I am, week after week, no, no, no exception with this past week, still supporting him, still liking him. I think I might need to go to the doctor. I don't know. <laughs> Something might be wrong with me. So uh, after after everything you've seen so far, you're still on Team Damon, huh? I am. I am. I am. I am. It's like they say, like girls love him and guys want to be just like him. Like he's so. He's he's so cool. He's so cool. And I can't get a full, full read on him. Like, in my mind, I think when you think of Game of Thrones and you think of House of Dragons, everybody in my mind has some type of hidden agenda. They have some type of way just to, you know, get to the Iron Throne. And Damon, to me, is no exception. Ultimately, I believe that he wants the Iron Throne. But I just can't get a full uh, rule of how he wants to do it. Obviously, I think one way was obviously with him and his relationship with Renera, and how he told you know, the king in the episode previous episodes is to let him on uh, wetter, um, so that way they could be alive to see him doing that. But I feel like he has some other 
some other um plays at hand, you know? So I'm just very curious to see how his role takes place. And I know it's going to be wild. I think it is. I mean, Damon is obviously a key character here. He's definitely not going anywhere, um, at least early on. And, yeah, he is he is an agent of chaos. He is definitely he is someone chaos. who, you know, just kind of does his own thing. And even to the point of, you know, when Allison comes into the room, he's the only one at the head table who doesn't stand up. He does not stand. That, well, oh. not, only, not only that, but first, like, when his brother, the king, is in the middle of a speech is when he decides he's going to walk in comes the room. Comes in. Yes. And, like, you know, kudos to Viserys for not, you know, reacting the way I would have. I was like, you know, I don't know who the, excuse my name, but who the hell do you think you are <laughs> coming in after I, I banish you? And not to come, but he, he straight up come at a wedding nonetheless of the woman that he wanted to marry. So it's like, uh, David to me, though, he's like that, that drunk uncle at every Christmas um, or holiday or Thanksgiving that you just have to warn. Maybe like you have a visitor coming. Like, I just need to warn you about this uncle because, you know, once he gets one or two drinks in, he's going to start doing some things, saying some things that's going to, you know, you got to prep people just to do that. And I feel that's what Damon is. Like every episode, you gotta warn. So he's gonna do something wild, and you're not gonna like it. But just I just want to brace you for it. Yeah, and you know, hats off to to Viserys for not overreacting when Damon shows up, and he just you know has a chair brought to the end of the table and tells him to sit, you know tells him to sit down, allows him to sit at the table. You know, he could have made a thing about it, but he didn't. He was, you know, I think I think. I think Viserys, you know, he tries, and right. we've talked about this, that he's a pleaser. He definitely, yes. he's not a party planner. If, oh, absolutely you know, not. If you live in Westeros, and you get an invitation to one of Viserys' parties, do you go? And the answer should be no, because his, tor- his tournament did not work out well for him. No. Nope. You know, jumped the That's gun. That's a really good point. <laughs> a little bit. The hunt did not work out well for him. That's another good, excellent the, point. The wedding did that, you know, the seven days of, of feast, the did feast? that work out well for him? Absolutely not. He's he's not the best party planner in Westeros. No, he's fired. I'm going to have to fire him. <laughs> oh, yeah. someone, someone who I'm sure throws a fantastic party is the sea snake himself, Lord Corliss Valerian. Oh, that's that my was, boy. That was, you know... The king comes to see him, and he doesn't even meet him. He makes him makes the king makes come the to king. him in his throne room. That is a power move. That was a, you took the word. That's definitely a power move, a power play. It makes me think of um like someone coming up to you, and like they they fix your tie. Like your tie might be a little crooked and whatnot, and they just doing that power move and they just fix your tie right there. That was that was his fixing the king's tie to me, and I thought that was. We've seen that before, by the way. Do you know when we saw that in Game of Thrones? Um, I'm well, trying to think now. Well, not fully in that that way, but we 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 seen some. We seen it. Go ahead. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, we seen that with um. Oh, let me make mess mess up the names with the um, with the Martells, Obrien. When uh, Orion and the Martells come, and then they send out the Lannisters, send out um, Tyrion to meet him. Mm-hmm. But then they actually did a play too, because the king didn't show up, so he brought the prince. Oh yeah, okay. So I thought that was really interesting. I thought it was interesting on both plays with the Lannisters and the um, I hope I, I, it's the Martells. It's the Martells, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I thought about it like that. I was like, I'm telling you, this it reminds once again it reminds me of playing a game of chess. You gotta play, you gotta play the right moves or who has the first moves. And it brought me back to you know when I saw that scene when we see Le- um, Leanna, Leanna come out um, instead of um, Clorius. I said, yeah, that's that's definitely a move. And I seen some further moves even when his uh, cousin comes out, um, Raina. And the first thing she did, you know, after she greets, she she reaches out. And grabs his hands. And when I saw that, oh, I said she's trying to check to confirm see how he is with his sickness. Mm-hmm. Everybody's everybody's waiting to see. Like it's like he's like a ticking time bomb. Like, 
when is it when is he when is when is he gonna die? When is he gonna die? Because for big foreshadow. I mean, I haven't read the books, but it's just it's pretty obvious there. Like, you know, when the king dies and he is gonna die, auto hot tower setting, all hell's gonna break loose. It's oh, gonna be absolutely. crazy. Absolutely. You know, when when whenever that happens, I don't know when they're gonna when they're gonna demonstrate it. Like I know canonically in the books, like of what year he dies, but you know, it's like I don't know how they're gonna put you know, push forward to this. This next time jumping to the next episode is ten years. And he's in the, and he's in the trailer. So, you know, obviously even with him collapsing at the end of this episode, he sticks around for a while. Um so yeah, we gotta see <laughs> what happens with him. But obviously, you know, we can see the lines being drawn, especially between Allison and uh, Rhaenyra. Woo! I am so excited, by the way. Like, I feel like a kid counting down the days to Christmas morning. I really do. I don't know why. Maybe because of the time jump. I This episode in particular, I'm, I'm really expecting some good, good stuff. I'm expecting full, like you said, 10 years is already... Um, and I might be jumping the gun, but Alice has already made her aware that she she's done. She's done with Rhaenyra's. We're gonna see children everywhere popping up like popcorn, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> um, from three, three different sides between you know Rhaenyra's Damon, interesting, and even more from um, Allison as well too, and see how that is. Like I saw the trailer too, and she I see that I saw the scene where um, Allison talking about talking to Viserys, saying you know. One is one she can get away with. One is a mistake, but three that's so like unnecessary. So she's calling Rhaenyra's out, and that's all. Now, hopefully, spoilers. I'm hoping by then, if you guys watching or listening to this, that you guys already seen um, episode six. But I saw the scene where apparently Allison requested immediately to see um, Rhaenyra's um, newborn baby, like right after she gave birth. And Rhaenyra's is that, which I thought was another form of a power play, by the way. And she's, you know, all exhausted. She's really like she seems really out of it, but she's bringing the baby for Alice at the scene. So I'm really looking forward to see that scene being played out and the, just the full context of it. It's I, I I just can't wait. I'm counting down the days um, for episode six. Yeah, and I think Allison is certainly, you know, at least as of this episode, she's certainly starting to feel herself and I, you know it's oh. it's you know once once her father leaves king's landing and she realizes that she's all by herself now yep you know otto was was her really only ally absolutely and, and you know so she she needs to rebuild herself um and I think she she takes two, you know, two important steps here. One is, you know, her entrance into the wedding. That was beautiful. Yes, yes. Beautiful. You know, and as you know, you know, they, they. I mean, they hung a lantern on it quite a bit, where they they you know specifically came out and said, you know, green is the color of the fire on top of the tower when the high towers call their banners to war. Yes. Which is exactly what she was doing. Right? She made it nice she, and clear. She made the statement. She she came in and said, okay, I'm wearing green. You know what this means. And this you immediately you saw her family all dressed in green all stand up. Immediately. And, They're the first ones. Yes. Right. You know, as if to say, you know, we're with you, our queen. You know, even her, even her uncle, you know, was the first, was right there. And oh, so, so the lines are, you know, the lines are obviously starting to be to be drawn at that point. And I think the second thing she did that was clever, um, and and showed that she is starting to come around a little bit is the way that she reacted to <laughs> Mister Confession. Uh, oh, your, Sir Christ- your boy, Sir Kristen Cole, your boy. <laughs> The, I honestly, first of all, the mystery. The memes, <laughs> all those memes, they had me rolling throughout the week with him. It's the funniest thing, man. <laughs> but, 
but, but, it, but in all seriousness, you know, she was expecting that, you know, Sir Kristen was going to kind of rat her out about something else, somebody else. Oh, absolutely. And when he dropped the bomb on her that, yeah, yep, it was me. I did it, you know, and I'm, I, sh- I should be flogged. <laughs> you know, I'm, you yes. know, just kill me quickly. And she pivoted very quickly, you know, instead of not knowing what to do, instead of, you know, calling the guards, instead of having him tortured, instead of having him killed, you know, she just, okay, you can go. And I know that was a little bit interesting. Well, you know, Kristen Cole is going to become a very important ally for her. All and right, she, yeah. He, you know, he owes her now. And it's kind of that, you know, that trope of, you know, when when someone is down on their luck and that person of power pulls them out, you know, then there's a loyalty and there's a fealty there. And I right. think, you know, she she's starting to build her allies. And she's like, okay, this guy will be a good ally for me. Because not only, obviously, has Rhaenyra spurned him, but, you know, I've just spared him. Yes. So, this is going to be... And she's the queen. And she's That's the another queen. thing, too. Yeah, so she got right. that... She got stopped running for her as well, too. Yeah. Right, but she, she knows her power is tenuous. Her power only exists as long as Viserys is alive. He's alive. Right? Absolutely. So, because once Viserys is dead... You know, she's the queen council or something like that. She's the well, yeah, she's the queen mother. Well, yeah, depending on which way it goes, and we're gonna see which way it goes. But if things go, if things go the way that you know the quote unquote are supposed to go, because Rhaenyra is the named heir, then she basically becomes nothing at that point. Yeah, right. And Otto Hightower brought up some interesting points to her. Saying, listen, she knows that your kids pose a threat, and she's not going to hesitate to to wipe them out. So you have to really fight to bring your kids, bring your son, and make him the heir. I thought that was really like as much as I don't like Otto Hightower, and I'm not. I mean, I I don't know what side. I have people already texting me which size they are. They're either team green or team black. I personally, Mike, I'm gonna let you know right now. And hopefully, at some point, I will make a declaration of which side I stand on. But as of right now, I, I can't. I'm undecided. Uh, I'm definitely right now definitely not Team Green. I can say that. But he 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 brought up some interesting points, and and I like Allison in the way the fact that she, you know, you might think I'm a little bit boring, but she is. Um, she's about team rules. I do. I have. I like to respect rules. You know. Maybe that's because of my upbringing and the faith background and whatnot in terms of the rules. Sometimes I feel like that does bite you back in the butt, and we're probably going to see that as well played out in the show. But, I mean, she she played by the rules. You know, she understood what's right is right, what's fair is fair. Obviously, what Renaris is doing is not, I mean, I don't know. Well, you know, I think Renaris has got that kind of, you know, Rich, you know, rich kid, defiance, you oh, know, absolutely. kind of absolutely. almost, almost, you know, invulnerability, like Damon, you know, Damon, you know, just kind of goes for what he wants to. And I think that Rhaenyra is kind of in the same, same boat, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, she really thinks there's going to be no consequences for her a lot of her actions and she could just kind of get away with and do whatever yeah she wants i agree because of, because of who she is you know and even the fact that when she goes to you know lenora and is like you know all right so look you know some people like goose and some people like duck and that's okay yes. and, you know <laughs> so you know you and me do what we gotta do, we do, and what we gotta do. Then, then we do what we want to do uh, yes, I love that. You, we do what we gotta do, and then we do what we want to do. I, Mike, I love that. <laughs> oh man, that was so fun. That reminded me of that scene from Shit's Creek with um, oh my goodness, with David and um, not Alexis, uh, Stevie. You do you watch Shit's Creek? I've seen some episodes of it. Yeah. Oh, first of all, phenomenal show, phenomenal. I highly recommend it. 
I know I should be plugging another show. We're talking about House of Dragon, but they talked about that too because David's his sexuality is very fluid, and they used the you know the metaphor of uh, of different types of wine. So I thought that was it reminded me of that show, and when I saw them saying, well, you know, goose and duck and whatnot, and how they had that arrangement, I thought that was very, <laughs> you know, I like to connect things with a lot of things, but I thought that was really funny. But um, yeah, I think you know what I noticed though, especially. People, I want you guys to understand something. And I think we all know this. When something's going too, too well, it's going very good in the world of Game of Thrones, in the world of Restaurants, just know it's about to get turned over in the worst possible way. And I knew it. I was like, when they when they was making that arrangement, they were laughing, giggling along with each other and whatnot. They had that proper arrangement. Alana and our Rhaenyra. I already knew. I said, something... Something doesn't sit right with my soul. It does not sit right with me. Something's going to blow up in the face because this seems too good to be true. And lo and behold. <laughs> yeah, it just it just definitely can't work out. No, it never does. Though, I, I, and I, and you know what? And I really just so because I'm now I'm emotionally involved in the show, just like I was with Game of Thrones. But I have to still put my um, keep myself, remind myself, like Justin. You know how we, like, especially in the world of Game of Thrones, that there's no such thing as a happy ending. And I don't, I, I, I have yet to read the books. I have yet to read the read the books. But I can just already know it's not going to end well. I can just just no, know. no, and and this, you know, especially this story. I mean, the Dance of Dragons mm. does not end well for. Almost everybody in the show yeah. is going to be in the show. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, spoiler alert for those who haven't watched Game of Thrones. You know, we do come to find out that Daenerys and her brother, um, what's his name? His name is also Viserys, are the only Targaryens at that moment. You know, so clearly, <laughs> I, I'm not expecting. You know, everybody just to put their on the weapons and just to hug and, um, you know get along with each other, and then Rhaenyra's just, or Aegon, you know, have a happy union, and there's just peace, but whew, it's going to be interesting. So I'm, I'm I'm already putting that in my mindset. I'm just, I'm expecting it. Um, I'm, I'm actually deliberately trying not to watch um, Game of Thrones, because apparently they said that there's, like, spoilers of this series within that show, so I'm just... Well, they're, they're... Yeah, there definitely is. I mean, there there are certain episodes that where people talk about, you know, what happened. Um, you know, this one, this one where you know Shireen Baratheon and mm. Davis Seaworth are having a conversation. And she basically tells the whole story to him. Um, there's another conversation between uh, Aemon and Jon Snow where he tells part of the story. Um, wow. You know, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is it's for the for the people in Game of Thrones. This is their history, and so yes. you know, it's you know, it's reasonable that they that they talk about it. Um, what do you think about what do you think about Laris Clubfoot? Oh, Mike, Mike, Laris Strong. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this man, he's up to no good, and I really can't get a read on him because he's definitely instant. He's stirring the pot. This man is stirring the pot, and he's using his disability as a weapon as well too. And I'm gonna be bold to say that as well too. And I'm very curious. My my. All right, let me let me back it up. He's he's he. Uh, my opinion on him is that I. Uh, I don't trust him at all, and I and I feel like because I don't trust him, this is gonna sound weird, but I actually enjoy him. I think he's like he might become one of my favorite characters. What do you I don't, like? What do you think his end game is here? He wants. I feel like everybody's end game is to have some. They they want to sit on the Iron Throne. I feel like he wants. I think he wants what his father has, which blows my mind because he's already his father's hand of the king. Which is like second in command, you know what I mean? Second in command, right as of right now, and for him to go against his father. But I feel like, 
And I think I watched I watched somebody mention this, so I, I, I'm please forgive me for not citing this properly, but I was then mentioned that he, even though his despite his father being like the hand of the king and having that type of power authority, he wants that for himself, and he doesn't see um he doesn't he does not recognize nor does he see Rhaenyra's um. Uh, you know, being the true heir, being the queen of the seven kings, but he does recognize that now that Allison has a son, that if he was to side with her, because you see a lot of conversations, see a lot of conversations, they have a conversation out in that garden, and then from the trailers, you see them having another conversation ten years later. He's, I think he's 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 setting himself up that to probably maybe even be the hand of, hand of, of Allison's son if he was to become king. So I think I think this man is playing. He's he put his hand in a role. I think he's going to defy his family. There's going to be some co conflict there, um, and he's definitely going to try to you know have have some type of authority or some rule within the iron within within the seven kingdoms. This baby, don't sleep on him. Don't sleep on him. Pay attention. Anytime he's on, anytime he's on screen, pay attention to him. So so now I heard this crazy theory about him today that. The more I thought about it, the more it made sense. And this this show is obviously one of these types of shows where you could go down these rabbit holes of theories and then absolutely convince yourself that you're correct. Um, and we saw a lot of that in Game of Thrones, although yes. some of those theories turned out to be correct. You know, like for instance, John being a Targaryen, blah blah blah. So, so the way this theory goes is did is. Have you ever noticed how focused they are on how a lot of stuff tends to happen in uh, in the Godswood and with the Weirwood trees? Yes, that's a lot of a lot of intense conversations. A lot of yes, I I I, I now that you mentioned it, yes, and yes. and and Laris, you know, like where Laris wound up talking to, uh, you know, catching up with Alicent. Um, was he have he's like hanging out in the godswood, you know? Alice and Rhaenyra were in the godswood, you know. That whole conversation with with Damon and Rhaenyra, you know, Kristen, a lot of stuff came, right. Too. So, so the way this theory is is that is that Laris is like like Bran Stark and like Brennan Rivers and is a green seer, oh which my means goodness. that he could see through the eyes of the weirwood trees. And basically, they're like his network. And, oh my goodness! And like like most green seers, he's also that would make him also a warg. And there's been a lot of focus in on the mice, on the on the rats in the red. Excuse me. And you know, so if he could warg into the rats, he could get his way into a lot of places. Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. I'm very loud. I, I, please edit this out, Laura Maya. Mike, you're messing with my mind right now. So that's one of those things that's kind of like, it's kind of like, oh, I love this theory. So now it has to be absolutely true in my head. I think so. It has to be. It has to be because they put a lot of emphasis throughout the episodes on, on those rats. Like, even within the last episode, you see that rat. Like drinking up right. the blood, right? Oh my goodness, that's that's wow. And and so there's a there's another piece to that, which which we haven't seen yet. But so you know how this this so this story in this book is basically a sum of a lot of different sources, and so there is there are characters in the book um who are spoken of who are um who are assassins and they're nobody really knows who they are but their nicknames are blood and cheese and blood and what blood and cheese and okay. it is thought that that one of them that cheese is possibly the rat catcher in the uh, in the Red Keep, um, and the rat catcher is—he's like an exterminator. It's his job to catch the rats. Right. And so, so if you think about that—that that last shot of the of 
the show of this episode, it was a pool of blood and a rat. Blood and cheese, right? right? So, but in in the books, like, so, so Laris does eventually get a position of authority, I'll say that. And, um, he, well, actually, I think they, did they mention it? So, uh, well, I could say this. He be, he he eventually becomes the ma- the the master of whispers. Okay. And so he's like kind of like Varus's position. What's the doubt? And so he's, you know, he's basically in charge of information, and n- no one ever discovers who the rat catcher is. No one ever discovers who Cheese is. And, you know, so it kind of ties into this whole thing that, like, if he, if he's cheese and he's in charge, he's, he can control the rats, you know, I mean, it's a little out there, but it's, it also kind of makes a little bit of sense in the, in, you know, because don't forget, there's a whole mystical, magical side of Game of Thrones and they haven't really touched on it so much. So, so for instance, Laris's. Laris's wet nurse is a character named Alice Winter, uh, uh, sorry, Alice River, who will, I imagine, will become more important in the later seasons of this. But she's mm. basically, she's she's like basically a witch. Mm. Uh, she's like the witch of Harrenhal, and she's very much into like fortune telling and things like that. You know, so if she's connected to Laris, there's, there's like, so this whole mystical side that they haven't really gotten into yet, that they, you know, that but they certainly could. That's interesting. And then I think about the, you know, with the red priest, like, um, what's right. her name? Melisandre? Malis, uh, Melisandre, yeah. I don't think we've seen her, but... Um, well, you never know, because don't forget, she, you know, she is a couple of hundred years old. She, Oh, yes, she is. Oh, my goodness. So she could very well be alive at this point. Where she is, I don't know. She could still be, you know, she could still be in a shy... Who knows where she is, but but she is certainly around at this point. She is. And there's other priestess too. So I'm thinking maybe somebody like, you know, there might be some connection on that. I definitely do think I definitely that you really just made me start processing a lot about what Lair is right now and then just start that possibility. Right. And we and we know there are other religions, right? We you know, clearly the Targaryens are faith of the seven. Yeah. But but they also there are also weirwood trees, so you know, the old gods are certainly still in play. You know, we haven't seen any of the Starks yet, but they're there. Um and you know but but the other the other faiths, you know, the the Lord of Light and, and the many faced god and you know, those are those exist in this world, so yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see those those guys, you know, people who believe in them, just you know, just coming to the fold and whatnot. I'll, I'll be interested just to see a little bit more of that. And just to see more connections, just see like more connections of that. Just um, especially between the Game of Thrones. I, I'm I'm looking for that. I'm craving for that more. I wanted to like sounds where I wanted to be still be his own separate show, but still have those those definitely those connections on there and you know paybacks. I'm, lo- I'm hoping it can do that, but this is still the first season and we're still we're still moving on. Do you think they're moving pretty fast though? Um, in regards to the to the events for it to be like we're six. No, episodes. well, yeah. I mean, don't forget, like, so you know, this is like basically the middle of the book that they're starting in. But really, you know what they're what they're trying to get to is the actual the the dance of dragons, right? The actual Targaryen civil war, which doesn't yes. start until after Viserys's death. So basically, all of this is prologue, right? This yeah. is all setting up for the story that's actually going to be happening that the series is actually going to be oh my about. So I, so I would imagine, like, so this first season is ten episodes. I would imagine in Game of Thrones tradition. And I have, you know, nothing but nine years, you know, eight years of watching Game of Thrones to to go to this. But I would imagine that Viserys is probably going to die in episode nine. Yeah, always. Because it's always always the second to last episode that things happen. Things have either big war or major death. Right. And I love that. You know, 
and then and then you know for season two is really when the dance of dragons is going to kick off i really can't wait i oh my goodness and mike i I have to be honest with you i'm trying my hardest just to um and it's i do this for a few other shows too but i just saw i think i might have to just um melt down and actually pick up a copy of the book and read it because i don't know if i can wait HBO takes so long. <laughs> yeah. Because this is so, so, like, I'm really, really invested in this. It's like, this is so, so good. I really want to know what's going to happen. Who's going to really come out on top? Yeah, well, well, I mean, I will say as much as, you know, the main books, as much as A Song of Ice and Fire is, it's work to read those books. It is work. Those books. Mm. Well, those books are huge, and they're very dense, and there's so much in them, you know. And the show was maybe like thirty percent of what was in the books. Ooh, okay. But Fire and Blood, which is the book that this series is based on, is a lot thin. Is a lot more streamlined. It's like, a, and like I said, it's written almost like a textbook, right? So there's none of the real. There's none of the narrative in it. It's right. just kind of like this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened, and it's a really, really quick read. Um, and then, obviously, what they're doing in the show is they're filling in all these gaps. Yes. And 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 they are making some changes. You know, there's there's definitely some stuff that they have changed, but um, but also they're they're kind of filling in the the spaces in between the you know the this happened and that happened. You know, so like for instance, you know, Rhea, Rhea Royce, like the whole thing, like her, it's like her death is like one sentence in the book, you right. know, and you know they've obviously gone in and they've made a meal out of it. You I know? enjoyed it all. I enjoyed it. Even her saying, "I know, yo," her saying, "I know you could have finished finished the job." Going after his manhood, she didn't have to do that. She didn't have to be so cold blooded. Oh, and I think I think he was perfectly willing to walk away from her at that point. Oh yeah, let her just let her die off. But she said, "I know." But her coming after coming after him and then saying, "Finish this!" Like you just can't finish with her manhood. That's that was a low blow. And it, I I don't want to get in trouble because I don't want to. But I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be real. And if I get flack, you know, I hear from the comments. But as a man. You, you make a comment like that, I can, I can justify in his actions. I have to yeah, say well, that. Especially in that time, you know. Yes. In that time and place, you know, she's not going to question him like that or, you know. She, and she she, was, she's dying anyway, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. But that's just, a, that's just a gruesome, gruesome, like, oh, I don't even want to. Obian, Obian can, might, might be able to tell us how it is. Although it wasn't with a rock, and he just walked, eh, yeah. mashed with the <laughs> But yeah, it's just it makes me think about that too. Like, what is what is this situation? Like, uh, why is he? Why is Damien not able to do the deed? Or you know what I mean? Like, is that is does that play a role to something? Like, I know, like from based off of the trailers, like he's gonna have kids and whatnot, obviously. So he's able to do it. But like we've seen these few episodes, like. He's not able to do what he has to do. Well, know? I think I think where it's somebody that you know, so like Fritz's, we see him in the first episode. He's in, you know, he's in one of the pleasure houses and he's not having a problem. Oh yeah, it's, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I think it's when, you know, like the situation with Renira, you know. Well, I think I think with Ray, it's different. I think because he hated her, and. Because yeah. he didn't want to be in that marriage. It was a political marriage. He didn't want it. You know. You made that um, know. So, uh, you know, I think that was kind of a different thing. With Rhaenyra, I think it was just a matter of the moment. And, you know. Maybe power? like Power. He didn't, you know, maybe he didn't want it to be like that with her. You know, I mean, there could be a bunch of different things that mm. it could be. Um it's tough to say because it's, it was crafted a bit differently in the book, but you know, this is certainly, this is something that they're kind of putting, 
for the show. But I, I get the feeling that that's what it was. It was just kind of the weight of the moment and the fact that maybe, you know, he didn't want it to be like that way with her because mm. of the fact, because he does care for her. He does know? care for her. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I wonder if that's going to be a weakness. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm very curious to see how that's going to be played out. Um, my, here's my speculations, Mike, if you don't mind, if I can share that. Because I'm I'm really am trying to put this puzzle together. And I don't think I'm gonna try my best to put it, but I don't think I'm gonna get it right. But I do feel like despite uh Damon um spoiler alert for those who haven't watched, but you know, him getting with um um Lena um Valerion and them having kids, you know, I think that's gonna be some that's gonna be it's gonna be some more um some more intimate times with him and his his niece, um, Renera. I do I do think that's gonna happen, but at the same time, homegirl, she's 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 doing her thing. Like we gotta talk about that if you don't mind. Um, between okay. her, her and um, Harwin, Harwin Strong. And my thing is this. I think this, and I haven't shared this with many people, and I could be really off, but I'm just going to go anyways. She's going to have multiple kids. And people are speculating, obviously, that those kids, the father of her kids, is, is, is going to be Har a Harwin. Is, and I think so, too, because there ain't no way. Ain't no way you, you married to a brother, and <laughs> at least in the show-wise, and your kid's coming out looking like that. <laughs> I'm being real. But I think her firstborn, her firstborn, it's not even Harwin nor Laner. I think it's still Kristen Cole. And I could be completely right or I could be completely wrong. And I say that because we know they did the deed. And we know um, what I'm thinking about. They show the scene about her, you know, having her, her organic um, Plan BT. But we don't see her drink it. You know? And I don't know how soon she was compared to the wedding. But if that wedding was shortly after and she was showing pregnancy, I think that baby could be Kristen Cole. I think she could have a, some a Kristen Cole baby, and then she, the rest of the babies are hard and strong. And I know it's going to create a lot of conflict um, amongst everybody involved. So, Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're, you're all that wrong. And like I said, they've taken some liberties. Um from the book in into this so i mean is it is it possible that it's chris kristen at least the firstborn maybe um although i suspect based on the um you know the what we see in the trailer that there's you know at least allison is suspecting that that these children are all strong so and i think that I think that, you know, that's kind of, a bit, that's a pretty heavy theme in the book, so I don't think they're going to really shy away from that. Um, absolutely, absolutely. You know, there was a, you know, they had like a nickname, the Strong Boys. That's what, like, yes. how they used to kind of tease them. Um, so, you know, that would make sense if, you know. So are you speculating the, even the was kids? A goal? You think the kids are aware that there might be some possibility that, you know, something like their dad ain't really the dad. Yeah. I, I, okay, that's that's interesting as well too, because I I heard from too like maybe in the book I don't know if it was the book or we might even see it in the show but, um, uh, Allison may even go up to um this is me going some wild speculations may go up to Lanner and says you know keep on trying maybe one of the one of these days one of these kids will come out looking like you. With some crazy shade, and I can see, I can hear her saying something like that too. <laughs> yeah. Um. I also, I also think like, so her oldest son, um, Jukaris. I don't think he's. I don't think he's born like for like at least another year, year and a half after the wedding. Oh, okay, so then that destroys what I think, anyways. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Then I wonder then, then why put the why put the moon that moon tea then? What was the significance of what was the significance of that scene of the moon tea 
and then um well i think that i think it was just i i think it was just to point like to get to the point of you know that um her father is not so worried about what she did he's just worried about the ramifications of it you know what i'm saying okay like like that he wasn't he wasn't even mad that she like went into flea bottom you know what i'm saying yeah he said he said what what of it you know it's like who cares you know Okay, um, yeah. I was out there last night. <laughs> you know, and I think, you know, I think he knows enough to know that she needs to have her proclivities or whatever. And, you know, especially if he's going to marry her off to Sir Lenor, you know, because yeah. everybody knows what his proclivities are. You know? <laughs> he likes the goose. So, exactly. <laughs> she prefers duck. So, um, the, uh, you know, I think it was just kind of this point of like, you know, like he's saying to her, like, you know, you know, I know what you did, and now you know that I know that you know what you did. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. and let's just let's just clean up the mess. Yeah. And you know, so I think that's kind of what the point of that was, and also that you know, I think it was also a sign of a sign of support for her, you know, because she said, you know, this she had that whole great speech where she's like, you know. I will do my duty as heir, and I will wed Sir Lenor, and yep, but you need to do that. your duty, and you know, and he did. He took, he got rid of Otto, and then and then he centered this, and I think it was kind of like a just, I got you, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. You're right on that. It's a very odd. That's a very odd relationship. The dynamics of that relationship. It's very. It's very awkward. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, but because it's. It's the court, and it's you know, it's the crown, and and it's you know, so that's larger than you know, in his mind, that's larger than both of them, and so Absolutely. you know, and but but she's also the one that he entrusted with the secret of Aegon's dream. So, if she brought know, that up in that conversation with Kristen, was it with Kristen Cole? Oh, maybe she did it. I'm I'm I'm, no, I'm gonna be joking. I remember okay. That. Okay, then forgive me, y'all. Edit that out for me, Mike. <laughs> oh, man. I know she does take that very serious, though. She does. Yeah. You know, she, she does she does her wild things, but she does take the, take the crown very seriously. She does take her responsibility as the future, you know, as the heir. She does, you know, when Kristen, you know, Chris Cole is like, you know, let's go. You know, and and you know, we could be beyond the reach of the crown, and she's like, "I am the crown." Yep, that was that was the his inf, the infamous um, villain background story of Kristen Cole. That's how his villain star, stage started. It is, and this is what's this is what's going to turn him. You know, one her, you know, in his mind, betraying her, him, and turning her back on him, and then Allison, you know, offering him redemption. Oh. I that's you know that's what kind of pushes it over. Ah, uh, so, oh, so, wow. So we've, got, we've got uh yeah. I think this next episode is going to be a biggie. I I think this is more exciting than than the wedding. Like I was really excited for this wedding episode. I tell people, hey, what do you you know? And it's despite what we've been saying um today. I mean, because I'm watching on TV. If I was there in real life, I would not have win. But me watching on TV. I was very excited. I was saying, let me go put on my best suit, you know, my tuxedo, because, you know, this this is going to be off the hook. And they really did not disappoint. It was it was gruesome. It was vile. It was entertaining. And it was shocking. Like, it was, it was shocking to me. And I don't think we talked about it. It was how fast they, um, they rushed. Because it was supposed to be seven days for the wedding. And the reason was just like a banquet and whatnot. Which they did an awesome um, Dance of the Dragon um, dance. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but how fast King Viserys pushed the actual wedding. and um, Well, yeah. I mean, after, you know, after Sir Christian committed his hate crime. Uh, sure did. Then, Wait, uh, did you say hate crime? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they were having those <laughs> days yet. But, yes, it really was. It really was that. Oh, my goodness. Multiple um, you know, so after that, I think he just realized, like, this whole situation is very volatile. We got to get this done. You know, yeah. again, going back to the politics of it. You know, he's yeah. like, he's like, 
He's like, if this is day one, we're not going to make it to day seven. Yeah, yeah. We need we need to get this deal done right now. It was just so wild. It's oh my goodness, and you see this man still grieving, still crying over his loved one, while his while his loved one's blood is still like feet from him. It, it's, that that to me that that scene alone, it was it, it was it was just I was speechless. I really was speechless. I really needed time just to process all of that, right. and like you said, just uh, the things that parents would do just to gain some power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was wild. All right, man. So I think uh, I mean I'm looking forward to this next episode. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be phenomenal. I, I'm, I'm really, really am looking forward to this. My quick expectations of it is that we're, gonna, we're definitely going to be in the heat of the rivalry between Allison and um, Rhaenyra's. I thought Cersei and Daenerys was wild, but I think these girls are giving them a run for the money. It's going to be really interesting. I think so. I think so, yeah. And it's just to see the other people I've played, too. I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how Damon's going to be in, within this episode. Now that he's 10 years past, he got... I'm assuming he got married to um to Lena, and, and I know they definitely have kids, so seeing that and seeing all the other kids and the dynamics, I want to see how Aegon is treating his, his um, what would that be? It's his nephews. So I'm looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to it. I know Alice is probably definitely letting, reminding Aegon, like, you know, you are the true heir, act like so. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, well, he, you know, he's kind of just in that trailer, he's kind of giving off, you know, Viserys of, uh, you know, da- da- Daenerys' brother, that, that Viserys vibes, you know, that little tight little like a prick, brat? you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. I'm like, like, so I put a meme, oh, I think our, our dear friend Jackie, she put that meme up of saying, like, you know, this lo- this loser hasn't even been shown yet, but I already can't stand him. And I really feel like that. Like, he feels like he's very entitled, spoiled little brat. So I, I can't wait to hate him already. <laughs> exactly. I already hate him. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh. All right, folks. So we'll uh, we'll see you next week after episode six, and uh, I'm sure we're gonna have a lot to talk about after that one. Oh, I can't wait. See you next week, y'all. All right. Peace out. Peace.